0: Now, here we go! Hello, and welcome to Parents Just Don't Understand. I am your co host, Kurt. I'm Chris. And tonight we are talking about the darkness at the heart of the internet, the Nazi generation machine and kids entertainment delivery complex over at YouTube, which I saw recently was in the news. Apparently uh, a few of the big YouTube kids creators have been finding a lot of success on Amazon Prime and Netflix and and other venues. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts uh, about YouTube, suffice to say, and it's a topic that I've wanted to dig into for a while.
1: Yeah. Being young parents, uh, I'm assuming you're the same way. We, we don't have cable or, or, um, so we're kind of limited with, uh, you know, whatever streaming services we have. And one of them that's free is YouTube. So, uh, every once in a while we, you know, have to resort to YouTube when there's nothing quite, you know, tickling, uh, our kids interest in, in the YouTube and, and, uh, uh, so we 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 will throw that on, do a search for for random stuff, and sometimes and that will usually work. So,
0: yeah, and like there's an aspect of it that's very appealing, right? Because you know part of what's both beneficial and sinister about platforms like YouTube and and Netflix and Amazon as well is that they do their best to keep you watching. So they'll try to deliver similar content after you finish one thing. And I, I think especially Netflix has gotten very aggressive with this, where like, as soon as you finish a series, it says, well, here's three other series that you can watch. And especially for a kid, you know, if you start throwing up stuff on the screen that is similar to what they've just been watching, they're, they're going to want to, to watch something of it. If you put 10 pictures on screen, they're going to go, I want to watch that one. Um, And I, that's as a parent, it's very useful because you can kind of, you know, you, you don't have to deal with that thing of like, well, we just watched the last one of these and then kids melt down sometimes. Like I, I know that our older daughter will get into like a weird rut where she won't want to watch anything that's on the screen. She'll want to watch something and you just have to keep recommending something like, what about, what about Peppa Pig? Do you want to watch watch Peppa Pig? Like, I don't want to watch Peppa Pig. Do you want to watch Coco Melon? I don't want to watch Coco Melon. Um, Lately she's been calling things boring and stupid, <laughs> uh, which is very frustrating. like we've 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 had the quarantine a bit for the past two weeks because we had a positive diagnosis at uh, our daycare, and um she's she's fed up with it now over over the summer, she was fine with it, but now she's like getting impatient with stuff being on TV so so it is it it is nice to to your point, you know we we have Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. We also have like PBS kids and stuff. And when there's nothing on there, we'll just go onto YouTube and YouTube will be like, here's 10 things. Do you want to watch these? And it's like, yeah, sure. I'll I'll watch one of these, but then you get some creepy shit that creeps in too.
1: Well, yeah. And, uh, YouTube in particular has, you know, the, the autoplay feature, which you can essentially just have YouTube running on the background forever. And, and that's where the, you know, the, the algorithm kicks in (laughs) and, uh, you know, d- delivers you something that you weren't necessarily looking for and you you don't realize what's going on until about halfway through and you're like, wait, what are you watching? And yeah, and that's when you have to like grab the remote back.
0: Yeah, there's a few things that, so I, I want to say, I think in general, YouTube does an okay job of figuring out if you're watching kids stuff and not recommending adult stuff. I know like four years ago or three or four years ago, there was a big thing, where like kids were getting recommended like neo-nazi rants from like Stefan Molyneux about frozen or whatever and and I definitely don't want that that's the last thing I want um but I think they've gotten a little bit better about that at least but the stuff that does sneak through is stuff that's not necessarily like, Bad, bad, but it's weird. It'll be like bootleg Peppa Pigs. Like, there's definitely bootleg Peppa Pig cartoons where somebody is like doing a screen capture of a Peppa Pig video game. Or or something, or like or like an iPad game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and they'll upload it as like Peppa Pig full episode, and it's like this is not an episode. This is like some weird Russian guy who pointed like a like a like a camera at his laptop or something and is playing a game or something, and that makes me uncomfortable because I like I don't know what it's going to be, and it makes me feel like I don't have control over what they're watching, and, and that's creepy.
1: Yeah, uh, y- YouTube has real uh, Napster 1999 vibes. <laughs> where, yeah. you know, you're not quite sure what the file is you're clicking on, That you're, even though it says Weird Al Fong Song Parody. <laughs> you know. uh, but, well, uh, t- I mean, to your point uh, about um, these strange videos, it's not just the neo-Nazi videos. It's the ones that do look like on the surface, like they're kids' videos. And, and I, I do think um, YouTube has kind of gotten a little bit better with this regard too, but there are ones where they look uh they look um computer generated but it's like uh and it mixes and mashes all t- all these kids characters together like Elsa and Spider-Man and Hulk <laughs> yes. and they're they're doing just su- supremely strange things like it's like uh you know Lynchian nightmares beyond your wildest dreams and and uh the one that, I, that struck me was I I, I did see a, a screenshot of one, uh, where it was like Scream Face Killer from Go uh, from Scream uh, handcuffed next to like I, I don't know it was just utterly bizarre. But the, but the, like those are the things where like you know probably the screenshot uh, or or the the vid- the clip when you're clicking on it looks uh, you know relatively normal, and then it's not until halfway through when you're like oh why are they writing a giant cucumber that it's like yeah what, what, what's going on in this video? There's a lot of stuff that involves pregnancy for some reason where they'd be like spider-man
0: gets pregnant gives birth to baby elsa and it's like what the f- <laughs> like to your point about like lynchian that's horrifying that's horrifying like it's almost it's almost like um it almost you, you know what it reminds me of it almost reminds me of like that like adbusters stuff that people would do in like the late 90s where they would take like a talking gi joe and reprogram it to you know say like propaganda stuff like it, and it's uh, on on one level, it's funny that people are doing, you know, culture jamming. On the other, I don't know that they are. I, I kind of think they're just trying to get like monetized videos. And that's that's another thing is the YouTube commercials and targeting is like very pernicious, especially when it's like um it, it'll be stuff like a kid's toy that and like like you you can tell that it's targeting, that's identified that there's a kid this is kids content. So I'm gonna target like family ads like you'll get like diaper ads and stuff and then you'll get something for like you know Polly Pocket like the the new Polly Pocket ads or you'll get like political ads or this this was a funny one um we showed our older daughter uh the thriller video the long form one um and she loved that but at the end of it it showed an ad for uh shutter the horror streaming service and there was like a clip of someone like burning their hand on top of a stove and stuff and i was like whoops we're (laughs) not gonna watch we're not gonna watch this one it's just a just a commercial don't worry don't worry about it
1: well as i said before you, you know we don't have cable or or we don't and we don't really watch broadcast tv or or you know um linear tv i think is how they call it now um but uh so you know, my daughter's not really exposed to commercials yeah. a lot. And YouTube is really the only source for it. And she is gets fascinated by them just because they're they're so different in tone and style than the stuff she watches that she just doesn't know what's going on. Uh, and and then ever of course every once in a while there'll be, you know, a, a doll commercial come up and she'll be like, Oh, well, and then we have to say, Well, maybe Santa will bring that for you. But
0: Yeah, it's made me into an old man. Um, like I, I, I remember when I was a kid, I'd be driving around in the car with my dad, listening to the radio and a commercial would come on and my dad would just start ruthlessly mocking it. He would get so mad at the commercials about like how like crappy and, um, I don't know, like prosaic they were. And especially I remember like movie trailers on the radio trailers. I don't know what you call them. A promo. Um, especially ones that had like the horror announcer voice and he would start m- my my dad worked as a radio announcer for for years so he can do like a bunch of the announcer voices and he would start saying like it's another shitty movie from the people who brought you the last bad movie you know and um he would get so mad and i i understand it now because advertisements work on kids the way that the parents television council thinks that like Heavy metal music works on teenagers brains like you really can show a four year old a five second clip of a four year old playing with a doll and they will have a meltdown that they can't have that doll at that instant. And it's it's so sinister to me like, yeah. So, yeah, like exactly what you said. We don't watch broadcast TV. I remember the the first time I encountered this. We were at like a hotel and they had TV and we were watching regular TV. Um, And, yeah, a commercial came on. And our older daughter was like, what is this? And we're like, oh, well, it's a, it's a commercial for, you know, stuff. And she was like, is it a show? We're like, no, it's not a show. It's for, like, stuff that people can buy. And she immediately went, I, I want that. Uh, whatever it was, it was a dollar or something. And, yeah, it's it sucks. And it makes me wonder. It makes me respect my parents a lot more for having to deal with, like, the Nickelodeon stuff. Because I don't know if you've ever watched like old Nickelodeon stuff where the commercials are baked in, but those commercials are so effective. They're so cool. Mm -hmm. Like my, my daughter wanted stuff that hasn't been made since 1987 because we were watching like, you know, Charlie Brown's Christmas and it had like a toy ad for some horribly dangerous toy that shot knives or
1: whatever. (laughs) And she was like, I want that. And we're like, well, it doesn't exist anymore. I'm sorry. (laughs) Even if we wanted to get it for you, it, we just can't, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, she, oh, well, it's not just the ads themselves too, because, uh, you know, there's a whole world of YouTube videos of kids, um, yes. opening toys and, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's kind of like the kids version of those unboxing videos that's become mm-hmm. that, that were really popular, um, or are still probably still are real popular, uh, but the the kids versions are a little bit more insidious because it's like there's these parents monetizing their children and they get all these toys for free. But, you know, so it's it looks like uh, quote unquote content, but it's really just kind of like a paid advertisement for, you know, whatever doll. That's so creepy to me. But
0: by the way, I, I want to say if you monetize your child on YouTube, you can you can fuck off. You can get fucked like that's that's so creepy. That's so creepy to me. Like there's like i can understand I, I like there's there's definitely youtubers where people make like educational content with their kids um we went to a science museum in jersey city a couple weekends ago and to get my older daughter hyped up for it i showed her like you know, a YouTube tour video that a kid had made where they go to different kids' museums and stuff. And the kid says, I like this. I like that. And that to me was totally fine. That was like normal. And it was seemed like positive, you know, for the kid. I'm sure that hopefully their their parents you know are good people and aren't being like you're gonna go you're gonna do 10 more videos this week you know hopefully they're being normal about it but 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 yeah the stuff where it's like oh no they're like monetizing this they're getting like spawn con you know fees influencer fees um there was a thing like a year or two ago where it came out that some kid who does toy reviews is making like hundreds of thousands of dollars you know, a, a year. And to be clear, that's like their parents are making hundreds of thousands of dollars. And even if they're putting that in like a college fund, I think that's, that's creepy. Like your kids shouldn't be part of, shouldn't be part of the, the, the labor force if at all possible. Like if you have the um, ability to not have your kid be part of the labor force, you, you shouldn't be forcing them into that. And yeah, it's so pernicious when they have like the, the, the kids playing with kids. Cause to your point, it's, it's a long form ad for uh whatever You know, crappy toy it is. And they're all, they're, they're almost all crappy toys. They're, they're always like, Oh, here's my review of the new, you know, loot box for the frozen mobile game or, or whatever. And I, I, I hate that shit, man. Like, I, I hate how much capitalism and like the forces of industry and, and marketing get into kids' brains and start conditioning them for that stuff from like such an early age. And it's, it's so creepy to me. And it's one of the things where like, I've said this before but being a parent radicalized me and that's a big part of it is seeing the structures that are in place that are set up to turn kids into consumers cuz they don't, they don't come out that way. That's something that is encultured into them and it's and it's creepy and it's fucked.
1: Yeah, no, totally. Uh you know, they, they my you know, my 4-year-old has suddenly become, you know, has is brand loyalty like which is like just that's crazy. Yeah, so
0: um, we could go on and on about, I think the ad side of things, but I, I do want to talk about some of these like YouTube content mills or content brands, because I think there's like most things is a continuum of ones that go from like pretty decent to like very shitty. Um, so there's, there's a few that are very popular. I think the, the, the two biggest ones are, are probably pink fong and cocoa melon. Mm-hmm. Um, and cocoa melon, Chris, you, you mentioned that you just encountered cocoa melon recently. And um, I don't know. Do you, do you want to try to encapsulate what, what exactly cocoa melon is and how you kind of stumbled into it? We've been on that kick for a year or so now, I think.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, my, my daughter discovered it. So, uh, Strangely enough, she discovered it on Netflix because um, my understanding is they did uh, a compilation of some of their videos and put it on Netflix then, which has become uh, one of their most watched shows. But uh, it's kind of just droning nursery rhymes uh, over, uh, you know, a a family CGI, really poorly animated CGI family. uh, And like they go about their day and like everything everything in their day has a certain song like uh you know brushing their teeth and going to and then they go to day, uh, daycare and there's a uh, or preschool or, so, or something along those lines and there's a teacher and there's a song about how much they love their teacher and it's just very um you know very one note uh and like but like even and then like i said the animation is not great so it's not like there's particularly anything interesting going on on the screen but my daughter will sit there and zone out and watch this nonstop and like and she even recognizes that it's geared for kids younger than her because she calls it the baby show <laughs> and because there are a lot of babies on the thing that's i think that's where she called it from but we we thought it was appropriate because yeah it seems like it's aimed more for kids younger than her and she's four but uh she even so she recognized because she i mean and and it's uh she loves it though like she'll just like i said she'll zone out and you know we we beg to watch some of the other stuff that we were <laughs> uh you know sick of before just other than this this new thing um but yeah my yeah, and then uh yeah so it, it's it's um it's similar to and the animation style is similar to the uh, Papa Johnny videos that were like going around a little bit. I think it. I I think it's the same people.
0: I'm pretty sure
1: that that is
0: the same production company or or whatever it is. Um, that that made that because it 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 is the same. It's the same models. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I do believe that uh, they either made that or it was the same people as the the Johnny Papa eating sugar stuff. Um but it's, there's definitely some kind of a, uh, a connection mm-hmm. and there's not much information on the company behind it, um, which is creepy. So apparently in, uh, earlier this year, um, the wall street journal tried to find out who makes the Coco melon videos and they were unable to contact the company that owns the channel. Um, Wired magazine did investigative reporting and was able to identify uh, a a a couple in in Irvine, California, who appear to own uh had some kind of a link to to the channel, and then uh, apparently in February of this year, uh they were they were able to confirm that this 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 couple who lives in 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 California owns Coco Melon and Treasure Studios. Um, and, uh, a- apparently they were, uh, sold to this British company called Moonbug entertainment. So it's a whole like weird shadowy, mysterious, faceless, like internet entity. And what's creepy to me is the way that the internet has made it possible for, so like here, here's, here's my assumption for how these videos get made. I'm guessing that they have some kind of like overseas animation studio, that they pay to to produce the videos they probably um that they probably use like fiverr or similar services to recruit voice talent and record like you know a hundred hours of audio like the the key to all these businesses is their ability to produce content cheaply and in in mass quantity and then and then like package and repackage and repackage it in a way that's optimized for the algorithm because almost you can search for any nursery rhyme, literally any nursery rhyme, no matter how obscure and and co- like Coco melon or, or Pink Fong or one of the other two will be at the very top. So like that's how they made their their buck is by optimization, not through not not through quality. And that to me is like kind of terrifying and also just creepy. And like the amount of effort that goes into this, you could actually be making like good content with like some, you know, artistic pedigree to it not that you know it could be even something on the level of like eureka's castle or or something where like clearly somebody put some thought into it somebody knows something about children's education and it's not just like weird cgi mom and dad scolding their babies and then their babies scolding them for eating sugar in the middle of
1: the night it's like
0: i don't know it's creepy man
1: well, I, I think the the, sur- the surreality of the videos themselves can't really be overstated because it's just you, you know it's it's it, everybody is just giant smiles all the time and like uh, you know they kind of like uh, you know. When they're walking, they're kind of like floating on the air, and so it's almost like a harkening back to like you know the old Hanna Barbera like walking animations where they had like one background that they just zoomed around. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's something there, there's something very like
0: it's it's not even that it's the minimum amount of effort that you could put into a video. It's actually slightly less than the minimum amount of effort that you could put into it and still it be like tolerable. Like it's it's really not tolerable. The quality is so bad that when you first see it, it strikes you just how crappy it is. Um, but what happens is you gradually, what I've noticed from my reaction to it is you gradually come to accept that it is shitty and that YouTube kids content is like just going to be somewhat shitty and you just kind of go, well, that's just how it is. And, and now to your point, it's on Netflix and Amazon prime. And there's also like, there's a bunch of knockoffs too. There's, there's even worse ones where, um, what they do is very clever. They won't actually have the characters talk. And, and Coco Melon does this too. The, all all the singing is done by like a narrator, which I believe, I, I suspect that they do so that they can do, reuse the same video with like 10 different audio tracks in different languages or, or, you know, like recut and like reuse the same footage. Cause it's, I've definitely seen the same like hundred, you know, two minute videos repackaged and repackaged. And they'll do one that's like Halloween kids videos. And they'll do one that's Christmas kids videos. And they'll reuse the same backing music, but have different audio tracks. Um, Yeah. It's, it's like a content mill. There's one I saw where like the, the baby character that's always wearing diapers, was like going to school but it was like a grown-up school and it, like like all the other kids like the the CGI models are all like teenagers but then there was a giant baby like the baby was not baby sized it was like like larger child sized but wearing a diaper um it's it's very it's just off-putting and strange and uh, you know i think a recurring theme of this show is that kids don't know when something is strange at first and so they're they're not like what's this shit they're like oh uh, yeah a baby that makes sense i like watching babies and to to your point about it being the the baby show um we've been watching rugrats recently which is like an actual good baby show um and it's it's funny how like four-year-olds want to watch stuff with babies but then once they get to be a little bit older it seems like they get mad and they're like well i'm not a baby i don't want to see babies this is for babies um even though I, I definitely watched Rugrats when I was like twelve and thirteen too. So, so I, I actually think that Cocoa Melon is like kind of fine as long as you like limit it. Like it's you know, it's it's fine to watch goofy, you know, nursery rhymes. Like you shouldn't feel bad about yourself as a parent or anything because you're watching this this stuff. But like there's definitely stuff that's even slightly higher quality, which for instance, you know, one of the related ones is Pink Fong which did probably the most popular baby shark version. And there, I believe a a Korean um, uh, YouTube channel that has like a lot of English language content, but like, like every so often they'll, they'll, they'll have something where like a little bit of like Korean culture, like sneaks through and you're like, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder what that is. Um, Like, that's not a dish that I've ever heard of before, but I, you know, it must be something common in, you know, like a Korean, uh, Breakfast food or something.
1: I think the only one we really watched was Baby Shark because uh, there there was a Baby Shark moment in our house uh, that thankfully has passed. But uh, so we watched that video a lot, uh, and I I do remember seeing uh, that that is now the most watched YouTube video of all time. Like not just kids, but like of any YouTube video, uh, and it like it is a bit higher quality, um, and so I I didn't mind putting it on even if the song was a little annoying uh because it was like there was like live action like you know live kids and parents and stuff th- actually dancing uh, uh and like there was some set design and and uh you know so like there was some some more creativity put into it than than uh the coco melon uh videos
0: yeah and like some of them are legitimately funny um like there's uh so like the, the thing about Pinkfong is they'll take the same nursery rhyme or song and reuse it like a hundred times with, with like different lyrics. um. And there was, there was one that was Halloween themed and it was like a vampire wedding. And I, I forget what the song that it was based on. It was like a typical nursery rhyme tune, but it was it was like a vampire wedding and at the end the vampires chased all the guests away because they were trying to like drink their blood mm-hmm. um, but it was it was like actually like kind of funny because like you know it was like all these people came to see the vampires get married and then you know the vampire and the vampire bride turned around and like attacked the guests in like a, in a non-violent kid-safe way and it was actually like kind of like darkly humorous and i i, I was i was okay with that um the sneaky thing about Pinkfong is they have like a ton of merchandise now and they've started doing merch promos in their videos. Like they'll have like three quarters of the video will be the music and the videos. And then at the end, they'll be like, kids ask your parents for the official Pinkfong, you know, plushies, the official Pinkfong toys. Um, and that again, it, 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 creeps me out that they're like kids, Make your parents like and subscribe and buy you this shit. I, I, I again, I, I, I hate that stuff. And I, I, I hate that that is, there is no downside. In fact, there's a perpetual upside to monetize everything on the internet that you can. Cause like it's digital content. There is no way to make digital content make money apart from monetizing it or selling stuff. And so they're going to cram as much stuff into it as they can. And over time, it's going to be more and more and more and more monetized until a new thing comes along and then it's going to be more, more bullshit that you have to buy your kids. Again, now I sound like an old man. I'm like, it's a plastic crap. I'm going to pay $35 for a G.I. Joe. It's like, but it, it it is, it's true. It is plastic crap. Yeah. The old people were right all along. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I doubted
1: that. Uh, I mean, there was, there was a reason why in the eighties, they made them put like a little lesson at the end of those like uh, cartoons that were essentially just toy ads uh, like the G.I. Joe and, and uh, stuff like that. But uh, you know, no, no such restrictions here or, or, or man- uh, mandates here
0: yeah nobody's going to be doing uh the like fensler film parodies of uh you know give him the stick don't give him the stick from from with with pink fong although i you know i'm actually surprised there's not more like pink fong parody stuff maybe just give it you know 15 years and and that's the other weird thing is like i know that 15 years from now 20 years from now like my kids are going to have podcasts or some, whatever the version of a podcast, a B cast, um, being like, anybody remember Pink Fong, whatever happened to to, to Pink Fong and, and doing like materialist analysis of the characters in
1: Pink Fong. (laughs) Yeah. There was actually an interesting, uh, the the name of the podcast is escaping me now, but there was an interesting where they, they looked into the origin of the baby sharks song. Uh, and they uh, basically determined that it was, uh, you know kind of like a camp song the kids would sing at like mm-hmm. summer camps but one specific guy did a version of it and then put it up on youtube and uh like almost the you know the melody and the timing and everything was the same almost the exact same thing as the Pinkfong one so they, and they made a pretty compelling argument that ping Fong probably lifted their version of the song from this guy and you know what whereas ping Fong's baby shark is like you know like i said the number one video uh, on youtube ever this who's ever heard of this other guy with baby shark song? So uh, there's another layer of you know exploitation in this that it's you know it's not just you know milking the kids for dollars on their merch, but they're also you know stealing from smaller artists.
0: See, I'm 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 almost okay with that as long as as long as they allow people to steal from them, um, because like a big part of my childhood growing up was listening to campfire songs and folk songs, and actually there, there's a really popular folk song compilation uh, called, I think it's called Rise Up Singing that was assembled. I believe it was by Pete Seeger was a part of it. And, you know, he's, he's, you know, good lefty politics folk singer. Um, and so as a result, like I grew up singing, you know, campfire songs from this book of songs that is like still widely used, but every 10th song in there is like a pro union Song Or there'll be, like, anti-war verses inserted. For instance, um, The Cat Came Back, one of my favorite, uh, um, you know, cl- classic folk songs. Um, the version that I learned growing up had anti-nuclear weapon verses in, where, like, the song ends with the nations of the world going to war with each other with with nuclear weapons. And it's like, and then nobody was left. So there... Um, and, like, that's that's the song that I learned, you know, gr- like, growing up. So, like, there is a positive aspect of having this kind of, like, common culture, I think, that you can just steal. And so I'm, I'm kind of okay with, like, as long as Pinkfong doesn't sue someone for making their own baby shark, I'm kind of okay with taking that stuff and bringing it back into the public domain. Because, like, that's where culture comes from, right? Like, that's the reason that there are nursery rhymes and it's not, like... It's it's like the shit with like the happy birthday song where you know which but basically what turned out there was uh some people just claimed that they wrote it and or, or that that they had bought the rights, so they didn't actually own the rights to it and they spent like 50 years extorting money from people for singing the happy birthday song and it turned out to all be bullshit and now it's back in the public domain and it's you, you can sing happy birthday i can sing it right now happy birthday to you and they can't sue me fuck them um and like i think that that's that's good especially with like kids content because mm-hmm. kids don't understand that
1: that that stuff like like yeah. kids shouldn't have to worry about IP management. No, I agree with your point, but something tells me that Ping fong is probably not going to be okay with you making, you know, a baby shark that sounds exactly like theirs. But, That's true. That's yeah. True. Uh, uh, um, but no, I, I agree with your, your, your overall point that, you know, cultural, uh, you know, uh, uh should be you know passed down through generations and re- repurposed and and reused by by different uh people so it
0: turned into communist propaganda by by weird folk singers
1: yeah pete pete, pete Seeger and his acts at the folks folk festival uh I don't know, that's a that's a weird tangent not really but um to, you know what to, to this point though um
0: one of the other ones that we've watched a bunch of is this thing called pancake manor which which is like coco melon or pink fong but a few steps up where they're actually putting effort into it, kind of like low grade Muppets. But there are like puppets that, that, you know, a a couple people are puppeteering below the camera and they put it over kind of like green screened backgrounds. Um, And they basically are doing like Cocoa melon songs, except instead of it being super low quality CGI, they're making like puppet videos and the, it's, I think it's, it's like a couple in Canada who, who make it. And they also make their own covers of the songs. Um, and they're a little bit more like rock oriented sounding. So, like, but they'll, they'll do all the old, you know, nursery rhymes like the Itsy Bitsy Spider, but it'll be like a little bit more like indie rock sounding. Um, but, but then they basically make those two or three minute long, you know, kids videos for YouTube that go along with it. Um, but, Instead, like I said, instead of CGI, it's like it's like puppets, and it's it's better. If, if I was going to watch somewhat mass produced, you know, kids' YouTube videos, I would probably want to watch Pancake Manor in, in instead because they're actually like people behind it. And sometimes they're on screen and you can see that they're regular humans and they're not part of some weird cult or something that's trying to indoctrinate your child. They're just singing the itsy bitsy spider or like the wheels on the bus or, or, or whatever. And, and they're not ripping people off or whatever. And it's, it's like, it's fine. It's, it's cute. It is still kind of like mindless stuff, but also, I've never seen ads on their videos. They seem like relatively wholesome, which probably means that they're freaks. But, you know, more, more power to them, I guess.
1: That sounds great. I, I'll have to check it out with uh, my daughter.
0: They're on Spotify, too. Um, and I I don't like listening to the music versions of their songs. I'd much rather listen to, like, the Aquabats or something. Um, mm. But, you know, in a pinch, I, I'd rather put that on than, than, uh, than, uh, than Baby Shark.
1: Or, or the endless disney playlists that we we currently are stuck oh in. god
0: yes although there is um have you ever heard of the 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 band uh suburban legends it's a ska band
1: i think sound familiar but uh like S- catch 22 kind of stuff
0: yeah it's it's a little bit more like skate oriented ska. It's it's a little bit more like pop ska than than like third wave uh ska but um Uh, They have done a couple compilation albums of Disney song covers because they they actually got their start performing as like like a licensed Disney World act, I I believe. And then they kind of left and became like a regular ska band. But um, they they there's like a couple uh, compilation albums that they have put out of like, you know, 10 or 15 like ska covers of Disney songs that are a little bit better than just listening to the disney records themselves so yeah uh, definitely check better.
1: that out yeah cuz you, you you know you, your kids are never too young to learn about ska
0: that's right that's right so so this is this is an absolute tangent but like ska is children's music they wear funny costumes they dance around they play you know trumpets and trombones and stuff and they all they all have like puns in their names like the Scamandos and the scatolites and you know i, I don't know
1: the, skanking pickle
0: exactly yeah there's there's always there's always a pun ska is children's music um especially the acrobats but uh which are is in my opinion the the best children's act because it's like it's just good i like the Aquabats a lot um but uh here's one that i know people have a ton of hate for and we went through a phase with this uh, gentleman and I believe you had never encountered it before. Uh, so I'm curious to hear your take, which is Blippi. Mm-hmm. Um, And actually I believe that Jacobin of all people uh, had an article about Blippy complaining about, about Blippi uh, recently. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Jacobin. I apologize. It was Nathan J. Robinson wrote a long form piece, literally like a 4,000 word piece about Blippy. Uh, in
1: uh, current affairs, um, is there anything uh, other than a long form Nathan J. Robinson?
0: <laughs> well, there's a short form Nathan J. Robinson costume, or or uh, bad tweets, I, I guess are the other things. So, um,
1: I don't know. Uh, what did you think of Blippy Chris? <laughs> so yeah, we we have not come across him in our in our YouTube travels, but uh, t- t- you know, considering we were gonna record this today, I, I decided to take a look at- and. I was to be honest I was expecting a lot worse. Uh you know you you, you see the pictures of the guy and you just like ugh and but like it, the video I happened I just kind of picked up a, a video at random and he was exploring um what was it the port of Olympia Washington and he was like going up on a giant crane and like talking about how many wheels it has and the engine room and like it's You know, it was kind of charming in that he was like he was kind of trying to educate, like and expand kids' horizons. So it was almost, but like he, he, you know, it wasn't, and it wasn't as slick as you would uh, expect on like uh, you know a TV show or something like that. But uh, I I was expecting a lot more because he's, you know, just for people who might not have known what Blippi is, he, you know, he's like a twenty-something guy dressed in like, uh, well, in this video at least he had an orange (laughs) bow tie. O- orange uh thick frame glasses and some sort of like not quite a propeller hat but it's it's basically a propeller it's, hat. it's a beanie yeah he's yeah. he's dressed kind of like
0: like chris elliott's character at the beginning of cabin boys the way that yes. i would describe yes. him he's a fancy lad and he's uh, got he's got uh maybe that's why nathan J. robinson got so pissed off at him he was like stealing his style <laughs> 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 um but no he's he's got youtube face He's really got YouTube face where he's doing that like like the YouTube – I don't know how to describe it, but he's acting like a YouTuber, aggressively like a YouTuber. I would describe him as uh, Nathan J. Robinson plus Mr. Rogers plus like the most YouTube person that has ever lived. And he talks he talks in this voice kind of like this, and that's, that's the worst part. And I, I think that that is what pisses people off about it. And I, I think if he stopped doing the voice and just did a normal voice – I, I think that it wouldn't bother parents nearly as much because the actual content isn't that much different from something like Reading Rainbow or Mr. Rogers where they, mm-hmm. they go travel to a location. Yeah, like you mentioned, like like the Port of, of Olympia, this stuff where he goes to like a museum and he looks around. And I, I saw one where he went to a bakery and they were showing you how like they make chocolates and stuff and that's all fine. It is nominally educational, but you have to listen to him going like this the whole time, woo-hoo! And that's, yeah.
1: that is a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit fucking much, frankly. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was very funny to see, like, uh, I, I don't know if you would call them longshoremen, but interact with this, you know, guy <laughs> go around in a bow tie and a, and a beanie hat. Uh, but they, they, were very nice to him. Uh, but yeah, it, it was, um, yeah, like it, I definitely got Mister Roger vibe like from it. Um, you know, like you said, but the the thing I noticed, so uh, you know, it it wasn't like I said, it wasn't as bad as I thought, but it, it could be better. Like you said, if he because with with the voice he's doing and the way he kind of was pre- presenting some information, he he was definitely felt like he was talking down to kids, even though he was like putting on this affect of being a kid. Uh, wh- whereas uh, you know, somebody like Mister Rogers or or something something like that definitely. He, they never talked down to kids. It was always like yeah. at their level. Uh, whereas I, and like I said, like, I, I think Blippy kind of goes, goes a little bit uh, over that line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like th- for me, the, the absolute gold standard of children's entertainment is the, the absolute God LeVar Burton on the dearly departed reading rainbow. But like his delivery is, is perfect. It's like, it's like a, you know, super smart librarian who is excited but not excitable and is like check out this thing this is really cool here's some cool stuff you know i'm gonna teach you about it you don't you don't need to go Woo-hoo! like like i i can't even imagine how bad uh blippy mr rogers would be where he'd come in and, hello kids i gotta take my shoes off and oh i'm, I'm putting on my sweater now like yeah. it, would, it would just be like non-stop it's it's that whole kids thing of like too much, too much, too much. Like mm-hmm. you can keep a kid's interest by pegging the needle all the time, but just like if all you do is you know watch the action scenes of a movie, like you don't appreciate anything else about it, and you, I, I, I really believe that it, like burns your like burns the receptors out in your brain where you just you need stuff to constantly be be frantic. Again, I'm I'm turning into like like an eighty year old man mm-hmm. complaining about this stuff, but I. I don't mind Blippy that much. I don't like it. I would much rather watch Re- Reading Rainbow or Mr. Rogers. Um, and that was basically what our solution was, was to drift from, be like, oh, you like this? This is the Blippy that I watched growing up. You'll notice he's a lot less annoying mm-hmm. and he doesn't do uh, YouTube soy face at the camera all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Do, do you know about uh, the the pants shitting video. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, I know of it. Let's just say, uh, so, I, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so for anyone who doesn't know about this, so, so the gentleman who, you know, plays Blippi, uh, it has been trying to, you know, blow up on YouTube for a, a long time as many people have. And he went through a bunch of different iterations. And one of the things he was doing a number of years ago was like YouTube comedy bits um, and one of the things that he did as a comedy bit was like shit his pants on video, and like I think he was they were trying to make like like a jackass style of video, and people tried to turn it into like a big you know controversy about like oh it's you know this children's entertainer was you know making gross out videos it's, like who, who cares honestly yeah. like who cares like as long as he doesn't you know shit his pants during a blippy video I, I really don't care I I'm much more concerned with you know him being annoying uh as as Blippy then you know trying to get paid. I can't I can't judge someone for trying to get paid. And if the way that you get paid is by dressing up like Nathan J. Robinson and, and slash Chris Elliott and dancing around and going, Woohoo, look at how you know the Port of Olympia is that's fine. I can't I can't judge people for that. So more more power to him. Uh I would like Blippy to stay out of my house, but I don't judge him for existing. Bli Blippy is a worker. <laughs> yeah. Libby the, is the, 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 the worker for sure. So change of pace, something that's maybe a little bit calm. Um we went through a phase of this in early quarantine, and I know that you mentioned uh watching it too, but um Cosmic Kids Yoga mm-hmm. is another prolific YouTube channel. Uh and I know that you have made extensive use of this in your parenting, so why don't you uh why don't you brief brief a good people
1: about what what the hell cosmic kids yoga is. Sure. Uh, uh, cosmic kids yoga is a yoga channel, uh, devoted, uh, aimed specifically at kids. Uh, and it's with a, uh, um, a very nice seeming, uh, British lady, mm-hmm. uh, in front of a green screen um, and she, and then pretty much every video has a a different theme uh, based around certain characters and stuff like that. So uh, she does a frozen one and then uh, she tailors, um, you know, there's standard yoga poses and they're, you know, and they're, they're easy ones for kids, but she like actually goes through and develops a story for each pose. So like, it's not just, you know, downward dog, it's like, you know, Elsa looking for Olaf or something. Yeah, along those yeah, lines. yeah, yeah. Like it, it's like they actually took care in, in writing a script for this. So it's like Frozen, Moana, um, trolls uh, is on there, and um, the trolls but- one is
0: kind of weird because she was very very strange, pink purple yes. makeup, and it just looks very
1: odd. It's very off putting. Yeah, me. yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So, but like, it's it's uh, you know, the the videos are like I think they're like the shortest ones I've seen are like maybe 10 minutes and then they go all the way up to 40 some minutes. Um, but like, so it's a whole like yoga, in, including like the bit where they like, just like lay down and like chill out. Uh, but like, um, my daughter really likes yoga. Uh, her, her, uh, preschool had a little bit like a yoga teacher. So she got really into it from there. And so we just said, Hey, do you want to do it at home? And she was really into it. So, um, whenever, uh, uh, my wife wants to, to, uh, you know exercise and uh so we 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 put on the cosmic kids and and she goes goes to town
0: yeah it's uh it's it's soothing and i like it uh it's the only yoga i've ever done <laughs> embarrassingly but um so i don't yeah to your point i i don't know downward dog but I, I do know uh, Poppy from trolls searching for the cupcake cannon or whatever among the grass. right. Um, I'm pretty sure that it's not officially licensed uh, stuff, which which is fine by me. Again, more power to anyone screwing over Disney and r- ripping off their IP. They're playing a dangerous game, uh, but more power to them
1: for doing that. Right and, and I, I you know the minute the, the very first time we put that on cuz Frozen was the first one she really went to because she was really in a big Frozen stage uh and I, you know I thought it was going to be just kind of like you know generic like ice princess and stuff like that but no it's full on I am Elsa you know uh here's Olaf like that kind of stuff and then she also uses images from different things like uh the the one she just started doing was a Pokemon uh video uh and they she uses actual images of the different pokemon and things like that so i i i I don't i don't frankly i don't know how they get away with it like it's you you know disney being the notoriously litigious company it is (laughs) they're Uh,
0: recording it on like an oil platform in like international waters or something (laughs) yeah pirate youtube um
1: yeah and, and
0: to her credit she does a very calming yoga instructor voice where it's kind of like this mm-hmm. and it's very, it's child's librarian voice. That's what I would yes. call it where it's calm and we're doing this now and now we're doing this and now we're going to go over here and do this pose. And it's um, kids react very strongly to like the way that you uh, talk to them, both in mm-hmm. media and in in general. So it is a nice calm down. Although um, I, I will say that at times my, older daughter has re- rebelled against it and been like i don't want this is boring i don't want to do this um she's 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 on a this is boring kick right now so i don't okay. know if, if we if we'd, we'd be able to get away with it but i also like the the activity aspect of it even just mm-hmm. anything that gets them like a little bit active and i'm not we're, we're not like super concerned about like <laughs> or what screen time they're watching too much screens like that's just we're all watching too much screens. I'm watching screen right now. Um, my screen time is, is off the fucking hook. The past few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all screen time. Um, but, uh, but if they're going to be watching TV, they may as well be doing yoga uh, from a nice British lady who seems normal. um, yes. And isn't trying to sell them, you know, crap. So, right.
1: I, support uh, that. I, I did see um, there. I, I think they have some sort of premium channel. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you access that or where it is because I, I think I saw an ad for I, I, I might be misremembering but I think I saw some sort of ad for a premium channel uh, the other and just as an aside and this might be me does her British accent sound fake to you I haven't thought about it okay. um, a
0: lot of British accents sound fake to me so I'm, I'm not well, a good judge I, I'm, I'm yeah. not the best judge Okay, maybe,
1: maybe, <laughs> maybe she's another Nathan J Robinson <laughs>
0: the two genders yes (laughs) yeah um no no it seemed i don't know it seemed normal to me but i mean she is doing like a kind of like performer voice too so maybe Mm, maybe that's that's part of why it sounds like a little strange but um yeah i don't know so uh
1: closing thoughts on uh on youtube well you you know i I mean this is kind of maybe a little bit too both sidesy but i i feel like with as with anything you know just be aware of what they're watching and and too much of anything uh is bad like uh she you know she uh i i know if we let my daughter watch coco melon the the video on netflix it, and i think it's like three hours long because it's a compilation of a bunch of their videos she would just she would literally just sit there the whole time and not like blink so uh you kind of just have to be a little bit more proactive with with these stuff especially because like we talked about you know some of the more nefarious stuff can kind of slip in there without um you know just based on the algorithm and and things like that um so yeah just uh and the other thing is so there's there's all this stuff made directly for youtube aimed at kids but you know being this big repository for videos youtube is awash in Tons of cool clips and videos and, and TV shows and movies of, you know, from all eras. Uh, and so, you, you know, I, I, I think um, you just do a little bit of exploring. You could find clips from yep. whatever you want. So uh, you, you're not limited to just uh, the, the stuff that's made today which is which is great i could show her clips of you know like you uh you know uh, eureka's castle or i don't know if you remember today's special i do remember uh, today's special yep.
0: yeah i remember that oh, that that's the one with like the, the mannequin that came to life right yes
1: yes yep. jeff yep. jeffrey uh, <laughs> my aunt has fond stories of of me wearing a hat and not moving until she takes it off or whatever. <laughs> but yeah uh, so it's it's a it's you Frankly, YouTube is one of the most important tools that parents have these days, <laughs> as, as sad as it sounds.
0: So, yeah, to to your point about like stuff that's on YouTube, there's a lot of old TV specials that are in like a vague licensing zone, or like there's even like Disney stuff that Disney obviously doesn't care about enough to have taken down. Um, for instance, there is uh, one of my favorite kids' specials is uh, called Donald Duck in Mathmagic Land. Hmm. Uh, and it's Donald duck learning about, um, trigonometry and other mathematical concepts expressed in like a very kid's way with a lot Hmm. of like fun animation and like that, you know, Donald duck freaking out and like trying to beat up a triangle. And they talk about like how math is used in music and it's, and and it's just, it's just on YouTube. And like, I don't even believe it's on Disney plus it's just, it's just out there on YouTube or, um, the Phantom Tollbooth is up on YouTube in its entirety. Mm. I, surprisingly, a lot of anime licensing companies at the beginning of quarantine just uploaded a ton of stuff just like just like put it on YouTube. It was like here it is, it's mm. it's up here. You can watch it. So, um Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland is uh, a full-length movie that um was originally developed as a studio ghibli project but then they didn't wind up actually producing it um but it's the 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 licensing rights are still owned by this like company that does uh anime licensing um and it's the animation is, is incredible it's based on a comic strip from like 1912 about a little boy who like when he goes to sleep, goes to this place called slumberland and has like adventures in his pajamas. And the, the, the art direction is absolutely bananas um, where he has to like defeat, like the Lord of nightmares. And it looks like night on bald mountain. It's like, it's really cool. Um, The same company, uh, another, another uh, Hayao Miyazaki project called Sherlock hound which is a an adaptation of Sher, uh, Sherlock Holmes where Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson are are dogs um, And uh, that's on YouTube in, its, in in its entirely in its entirety. Uh, I believe the Hobbit is on YouTube, the the old cartoon that, that you and I t- uh, talked about on our previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one that we've been watching a lot of recently is uh, the I think it's the 1987. Uh, Canadian animated version of The Cat Came Back huh. uh, which is very cool and weird and it's kid appropriate mm-hmm. it is a little bit weird um, at the end uh, Mr. Johnson does accidentally kill himself by blowing himself up um, but it's not like you know gory It's it is a little bit off-putting but it's 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 extremely funny um and that's that's on on youtube with a lot of like canadian television uh stuff that's up there so there's there's better stuff to watch on on youtube and that that is to your point it is one of the joys of it where it almost has that like weird late night quality sometimes where it's like well let's see what's on here and you'll find like a you know a cartoon special from the early 80s uh that has like old 1980s cart you know um commercials during Mm -hmm. it and um I love that stuff. So yeah, there's, you know, in, in summary, I think there's, there's good stuff out there. Um, but I think it is on you as a parent or to curate it and make sure that you're paying at least a little bit of attention and, uh, you can always lie to them and say <laughs> that Blippy had to go away for a while. We did pull <laughs> that a few times where we said, Oh, sorry. Uh, Blippi isn't here right now. <laughs> <Sorry."> <laughs> he died. Uh, <laughs> No, we didn't say that. But Blippy
1: um, had to return to his home planet.
0: But yeah, yes, exactly. he had had to go back to his to his home planet, re- regrettably. So sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Chris, uh, you know, um, I was going to ask you if you have have anything to plug, and I will still ask that, even though you are now uh, a co-host. And uh, this this has been this has been good. Um, but uh, I know that you do have something to 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 plug. Um, Although actually, you know what? You plugged it last time. So I'll plug it this time. Um, My, uh, my side project blood knife, which is a digital magazine about sci-fi fantasy, horror, and capitalism. We just released our November issue, which has some really great articles in it. Uh, One of them on the phantom of the paradise, the Brian De Palma film uh, written by our own uh, Chris Woodward here. We also have a a really great lead article by Trevor Drinkwater of uh, our good Buddy podcasts. We need to talk about Kevin talking about Total Recall, the Red Pill, Imagined Realities, and uh, Revolution. Uh, really good article. Um, and that is out now uh, at BloodKnife.com. And you can support that on uh, patreon.com slash BloodKnife. We've got some really cool episodes coming up in the near future. We're going to do one about Thanksgiving specials. Uh, we are also lining up one about uh, the Batman special, Mask of the Phantasm, which will have uh, special guests for each of those episodes that uh, will will leave open to your imagination. So um, that's uh, I think that's it. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to Parents Just Don't Understand. Uh, talk to you next time.
1: Cheers. My dear bride, vampire bride, we're getting married on spooky Halloween night! My dear bride, vampire bride, you are beautiful, my one and only bride! Vampire
0: wedding
1: on Halloween! I love you so much! Higher groove, we're getting there.